0: Welcome to Lords of Order, a DC Comics Dr. Fate fan podcast. I am your host, Ed Moore, and this is episode 98. The Dr. Fate fan podcast is the email address at gmail.com. Lords of Order has pages on Facebook and Google+. Plus. T-O-T-E-A-L Productions is the Twitter handle, and bigtimenoise.com slash Fate the website. All of those except correspondences. Our main book today is More Fun Comics, the 1936 volume, issue 92, cover dated July-August 1943. Fate Turns Back the Clock is the name of the story. However, let me tell you how the narrator gets us into the story. Too great cleverness may identify a thief almost as well as fingerprints. Dr. Fate, for instance, knows that not one thug in a thousand could have planned and executed the maneuver of the millionaire's mummy. And that thought sets him on a trail that leads back in time back to a master criminal he has outwitted once before. And then forward again to the happy occasion when... Fate turns back the clock. We open with Kent Nelson wandering the city at night um, to clear his head, to figure out a problem. Who knows why, but he's there. And he notices, I wonder what's going on in that museum. It was closed hours ago. Something must be wrong. In the darkness, the quiet garb of a physician gives way to the blue and gold Not azure as it was in the previous, but it's blue now. Of Dr. Fate, fantastic figure of mystery, the narrator tells us. Dr. Fate goes, finds the door is open and goes inside, sees some henchmen um, attempting to steal a mummy, apparently, in in the coffin. He waylays them. And ultimately, the mummy itself attacks Dr. Fate, trying to strangle him with the wraps of its own body. Only semi-doing so, Dr. Fate manages in a last breath and, and the last of the strength in his body to flip the mummy over his head into his henchmen, knocking them all out. Later, the police respond, but to no avail, for everyone escaped. Hmm, Kent decides that he will see what he can find out the next day. He finds a connection between the mummy and uh, a hypochondriacal millionaire. Hypochondriacal? Yeah. Millionaire. So he goes to this millionaire's house. Aloysius Googe. Gooch? Googe, I think. Sees that there are lots and lots of guards, so that automatically stirs his curiosity. He goes and tells them he's the new physician. Goes up to see Aloysius. Talks with him. Finds out that he has been thieved himself. He sees how the different guards and the different uh, people taking care of Aloysius, how they go about their duties, and realizes, huh, would have had to have been a pretty stealthy kind of high planning kind of bad guy so let me run through my mental list of people Mr. No Mm, nah he just got back in the clock nah I don't think so but as he's watching the clock he sees that he exits his cell through a trap door ah ah Dr. Fate says. He's the one. So staking out Faye's department store, particularly the freight entrance, Dr. Fate sees henchmen. He goes and waylays them, and indeed the clock is leading them as they go inside. He dispatches everyone until he gets to the clock, who suddenly pulls out a seltzer bottle sprays Dr. Fate in the face with it, taking away his breath, and then bashes him over the head with it. Now, I've been thinking, if his body is impervious to things such as bullets, how can smashing a bottle on his head actually faze him? Hmm. I cannot explain that myself, so I guess we'll just move on. To the henchman dragging Fate to a steel-lined cabinet box that is in the department store. What did I say the name was? Faye's department store. So they put Dr. Fate in it. As he's walking to it, he pretends to stumble, being only uh, slightly conscious, oh, uh, nearly conscious, Right? as opposed to nearly dead, um, nearly conscious. And he stumbles and he kicks some sticks or something into the cabinet as they're putting him in there, and they lock him up. Well, when the clock and his henchmen leave, Dr. Fate reaches down and grabs the rockets, the uh, the 4th of July rockets that he managed to kick into the cabinet. Uh, fires them, and they bust open the door, which he was not strong enough to do on his own. But once he exits, he finds that he has found his lost strength now. He has recovered enough from the being hit, hit over the head with a seltzer bottle. Outside, the henchmen are loading up their booty in a truck and take off Leaving the clock to jump out and get into a steam shovel. Just as Dr. Fake catches up and starts knocking the men out with fist cups, they attempt to shoot him, but the bullets bounce off. The bullets bounce off his body, but a seltzer bottle over the head can render him non sensate. I, I don't get it. But as he's running around fighting the henchmen, the clock buries Dr. Fate in a pile of sand. Moments away from being smothered, he comes up with a plan whereby he lifts his toe and then lifts his heel. And he lifts his toe and then he lifts his heel. Much as one would walking. And so he manages to walk up the pile of sand still, until his head and hands are sticking out and he can once again breathe gather his strength, and escape this nefarious trap. Using his special ring, he tracks the clock down, just as they are about to go over a river on a drawbridge. Fate levers the drawbridge open, stranding the truck, assaulting the men, knocking out the henchmen, but losing sight of the clock, who scrambles away, drops down onto a boat below, and via gunpoint, threatens the captain of the boat to hide him, which he does. Dr. Fate loses track of him, visually, even though we have been told many times recently that the ring can help him track anybody. Apparently, it can't today. So instead, Fate decides, well, he'll just go wait out the clock, because he knows that he should be in his prison cell right now. And he assumes that that is probably where the clock is headed back to. So I'll go there and wait for him. And he does. And sure enough, in the cellar of a nearby house, the clock appears. Fate clocks him. (laughs) See what I did there? Okay. Takes him to the warden where the clock tells the warden the truth. And the clock is then sent to solitary confinement and hard labor. The final missive of the narrator, Bullets and Bandits, are a laugh to Dr. Fate when he employs his magic powers to crush crime, and they mean plenty of chuckles to you in the next exciting issue of More Fun Comics. Alrighty, guys, that is it for this episode. Next time out, More Fun Comics. 1936 volume, issue 93, cover dated September-October 1943. And if I have failed to mention it, and I feel as though I have on some episodes, the more fun comic issues for Dr. Fate can be found in the Golden Age Dr. Fate archives hardcover put out by DC in 2007. The all-star comics issues that I have been covering can be found in All-Star Comics archives, also hardcovers. We are into the fourth issue of those, which came out in 1996, having just discussed All-Star Comics issue 17. So, these Golden Age Adventures of Dr. Fate have been gathered in hardback books, nice uh, paper Dust covers fit nicely on your shelf if you want to get them. Definitely get them to help preserve these golden age books, and it makes it much easier for you to follow along. You can read the story. And have it in your mind when you listen to the show, or even follow along and read it as I go through it, because that's what I do. I sit here and flip through the story having read it, uh, giving you my thoughts and kind of just telling you what I'm seeing as the main issues as I go through, uh, rather than trying to be uh, something pre-planned and scripted. Uh, I know that doing it this way, I make mistakes uh, mistakes of speech. Uh, I forget things, things like that. But I also know that if I try to go off a script, once I fall off the script, I lose all touch with everything and I just stumble until I'm done. And I don't want to do that if I can help it. So I try to do things as off the cuff as I can. Things that enter my mind and I say, maybe stupid. I don't have control over what enters my head necessarily, but I definitely try to keep uh, keep it on point as much as I can. So Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you again next time. Ciao. Lords of Order is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non Commercial, Non Derivative 3.0 Unported License.